So I was recently asked a question about held sounds or stop sounds in American English. Specifically, this was sent to us here. Thank you for asking the question. They say, I have something to bring to the table. How do you pronounce look like? Look like. I honestly can't hear the T sound being released when native speakers say it. It's more like they stop the T in the throat. They use Youglish to find out. Youglish is a great website. I encourage everyone to use it. What is happening? What do I think about it? And things like that. Well, today we're going to explore some of those health sounds. All right. Good morning. Good evening. Good afternoon, guys. Welcome to your daily American English pronunciation show. Wake up, American. We're here Monday through Friday, right around this time at AM New York to give you five to minutes of pronunciation practice to guide you to a more natural sound in American English through four key concepts, one of which is breath. I like to mention that first because my name is Jeff and Jeff rhymes with breath. But there is also placement, there's pitch, there's breath, and there is weakening consonant sounds trying to strengthen your vowels. And today, again, we're going to be focusing on some held sounds, specifically words that end on D and trying to link those with other words. Hello to Emmanuel. Thanks for joining us as always. So we have a couple of words that we're going to be focusing on to kind of just get started. Let's begin with the phrase. Uh, that they actually mention in the original question, which is uh, look like, look like. And actually, even before we get hardcore into the uh, situation, just kind of something to remind ourselves about. So when you're making a held sound, if you've never heard that before, or a stopped sound, basically what that means is we're, we're not allowing the, the air to fully escape. Okay, so for instance, you would think that a lot of times for looked, you would expect that sound like looked, looked. Uh, a lot of people who've learned English, that's how they're going to pronounce that. And there's nothing wrong with that. You can pronounce that T sound. Um, it's going to be pronounced like a T because that K before it is silent as well. So looked versus like looked. Um, but it depends on what comes after it in context and things like that too. So you, you may hear people pronouncing it with a voice sound um, in a lot of situations. And basically what we want to do is instead of releasing the air... We want to not allow that final breath to come out. Okay, it might be easy to look at where it has doesn't have a constant cluster at it at the end. So let's look at, for instance, like the word state. Uh, so if you say state, that's okay, but typically it's going to have a held sound at the end. So instead of saying state, it's going to often sound like state. So there's two things happening. I'm again not releasing the breath on the T. And then what I'm also doing is I am slightly shortening the vowel, uh, which is the A sound. That comes before held sound. Okay, so I'm going a little faster on the A sound. I'm kind of cutting that, and I'm not releasing the breath on the T. For instance, if I say the word state and I say it slowly like stay, t, I did it really slowly there, stay, t. there's that moment in between the vowel sound and the T sound where everything kind of just like catches in the throat. And basically what happens is I'm just kind of holding that and not releasing the breath. So stay, t, stay, and then the breath doesn't release. Okay, so that's, that's basically what we're going to be um, doing through um, the examples that we look at today. And I do want to just give a quick shout out to our Telegram group. For those of you who are trying to get feedback on your pronunciation from, you know, a coach, such as myself, uh, one program you may like is our Telegram group, where basically every day I post a group of words. So, for instance, all the words we look at today, I'm going to be posting them in the group later today. 
and all the members can reply with their own audio and get feedback from me um, and also my assistant teacher, Lenora. So if you're trying to get feedback for your pronunciation every single day of the week, Telegram Group is a great opportunity to do that. The last thing I'll say, too, is that starting this month, Telegram Group members, Mission English members, um, and also YouTube channel members will be able to watch um, our Sunday Accent webinars, which begin at 8 a.m. on the last three Sundays of the month. So Telegram Group members will also be able to come to these and appear on screen. Mission English members will be able to, to appear on screen. And YouTube channel members will be able to watch. Um, so if that sounds like something you're interested in, uh, Telegram group might be for you if you're looking for pronunciation practice that focuses on placement, pitch, breath, and weakening constant sounds because no one else is talking about those things. Okay, but let's go back to our phrase here. So we talked about what to do with states, but how about look like? So instead of saying looked like, a lot of times what we'll get is look like, it looked like, it looked like, look like, look like, look like, look like. One other thing I'm going to say here is that you're going to notice with, um, you'll see this a lot with past tense uh, words that end on ED, is that a lot of times when you really listen to native speakers say them, they actually sound like the present because of these held sounds and things like that. Like I'm trying to think of a quick um, example. Um, Uh, and of course, when I need one, I can't think of one. I'll keep thinking about it. Um, and as we go through it, if I think of one, I'll let you know. But to give an example here, so we can use this as an example, I guess. So look like, look like. So it's not going to sound like looked like, oh, it looked like. That's a little bit choppy, right? A little hard to say. I mean, you can't say it. there's nothing wrong with that, but it's not necessarily the smoothest. Um, so I personally would say is it look like, look like. Like if I wanted to say this sentence, it looked like trouble. It looked like trouble. It looked like trouble. It looked like trouble. It doesn't honestly sound all that different from the present tense, right? It looked like trouble. It looked like trouble. So you may be wondering, well, Jeff, how do you know if it's the present tense or the past tense? Well, context, because with it, you know, if it's the present tense, it'll be, it looks like, right? It looks like. But the past tense is, it looked like, it looked like. Because just kind of a little note there. Sometimes these are going to sound very, very similar to each other. But the context is going to make it clear what the, the tense is. Okay, so it looked like trouble. Look like trouble. Look like trouble. It looked like trouble. Also, context is, for instance, let's try another verb because it will have some of that, you know, switching for like subject verb agreement for the present tense. But let's um, let's compare two more sentences with this verb. So we're going to look at this sentence here with the pronoun they. The first one, present tense. They look like trouble. They look like trouble. They look like trouble. Second one, past tense. They look like trouble. They look like trouble. They look like trouble. Let's just do past, I mean, present tense, then past tense. So first present, then past. They look like trouble. They look like trouble. Not necessarily a whole lot of difference there, right? So then the question is, well, how do you tell a difference in this sort of situation? And the answer is context. Because, you know, sentences don't appear by themselves. Sentences appear with other sentences, right? So if you're telling me a story and you're telling me these sentences, and I can't tell if you're using the present or the past tense, 
your issue is not this sentence or how you're pronouncing it. Your issue is you need to work on your storytelling because I don't know if you're in the present or the past. You know what I mean? Um, so th- there is some a lot of flexibility with this. Let's take a look at another example. Again, we're going to be focusing on words that end on a D sound. So our next example right here. So we have hard, which becomes hard. Key difference between hard with that very pronounced D sound versus hard, which is held. And then we have pass. And the reason we're holding this is, one, you can hold consonants at the end of a word. But then, two, when you have a consonant that's followed by a consonant in the next word, so that D is followed by that P in pass, uh, we're going to typically hold it. So instead of saying hard pass, it's going to become hard pass, hard pass, hard pass. And it's that same idea we talked about with, like, state, state, hard, hard, hard pass, hard pass. Another quick example. We have a compound noun uh, coming up here. We have a head nod. Head nod. This actually has two held D sounds. The D on head and then also the D on nod. Make sure you're stressing head because it's a compound noun. Okay. Head nod. Head nod. So it's not head nod. It's head nod. Head nod. So it's not head nod. See how choppy it is? Head nod <laughs> versus head nod. Head nod. That's the whole reason why we're doing this, guys. It, it makes things more fluid. It, it smooths everything out, allows your breath to keep flowing. I know it's ironic because we call it like a stop or a held sound, but the reality is this actually allows your breath to flow more smoothly. A little phrase here, for instance, like food for, food for, food for thought. It's a common phrase. Food for thought, food for. So it's not food for, food for, um, food for thought. You can also say for. It's like foo for, foo for, um, food for, food for. Um, I just reduced it because I feel like it's a more frequent one. And I have one last little phrase here that you can practice uh, with me, which is this one here. Ending on do D sound on mood. So mood will become mood and mood swing. Mood swing. So instead of mood swing, mood swing, mood swing. One thing you'll notice too, if I say mood swing, it feels like I'm adding like a schwa sound, right? And we don't want to add in extra uh, consonant sounds if we can avoid that. Okay, so let's kind of just run through all these words again. I'll say each of them twice because for practice. So look like, look like. Uh, next one, hard pass, hard pass, head nod, head nod. Foofer, foofer, mood swing, mood swing. And you guys let me know if you find those easy, hard, painful, <laughs> whatever your experience is. I would love to hear it. Um, guys, I mentioned about some upcoming things. So again, if you're in the Telegram group or Mission English, you'll be able to have a chance to appear on screen with me last three Sundays of the month for 30 minutes in our Sunday webinars. Um, if you're a YouTube channel member, you'll also be able to attend and get to watch it. Um, if you're not sure what our YouTube channel memberships are all about, this is a quick introduction to what's happening. Hey guys, if you're enjoying our pronunciation videos and you're actually finding that your pronunciation is getting better just by using our videos, then I have an opportunity for you that you might like even more. We have a group coaching program called Mission English where we meet Monday through Friday two times a day that's a big commitment and not everyone wants to be on screen or use a microphone 
but there are still people who just find value from watching the videos. If that sounds like you, this is your opportunity. With our new membership level on YouTube, you'll be able to watch all of our previous Mission English classes that are available on YouTube, and you'll be able to chat with us live for every other Mission English class that occurs in the present. So if you want to check out Mission English, but you don't want to appear on screen, you don't want to pay the full price, you just want to watch the videos to use them to study, this is your opportunity. All you need to do is click memberships and check out that $5.99 option per month. I'm excited to start working with you. So again, you can see that join option right below. If that sounds like something that you are interested in, it would be great to see you in the classes. Uh, one last paradigm I'm going to head out. So we have Emmanuel's phrase here. Uh, so we have learn that in the present. Learn that versus learn that. Learn that, learn that, learn that, learn that, learn that, learn that. This is another situation, again, where um, context is going to really be helpful for your listener to know which one you're using, if you're using the present or the past. So again, learn that or learn that. Just a note there. Thank you, Emmanuel, for bringing that up. All right, guys, I'm going to head out. But like I said, we're back here every single uh, day of the week, Monday through Friday. So be sure to check us out if you're looking for more practice with placement, pitch, breath, weekend constant sounds, because those are the keys that are really going to take you to the next level for your American English pronunciation. And we're here to make sure you get that five, 10 minutes of practicing every single day. Once more, guys, my name is Jeff. That rhymes with breath. I will see you tomorrow. Hope you have a good day. Have a good night. Have a good afternoon. Take care.